Respectfully Disagree podcast. Real quick, back with another uh, Thinking Out Loud piece, man. So I'm going to give y'all about 10 good minutes. Um, told y'all it was something new that I wanted to try. Um, if you're new to the channel, go ahead and hit that uh, subscribe button. Thumbs up, notification bells, all to get jazz. Uh, go follow the podcast on Instagram, TikTok. Um, like I said, thinking out loud, just opportunities for me to just kind of express myself, give people the opportunity to listen. If you agree, thumbs up. If you disagree, I disagree. Let me know in the comment section, man. Tell me, push the button. And on the next episode, I'll give everybody a shout out, whatever. But um, today's thinking out loud piece is going to be what happened to player development. And so far, you know, on the high school, uh, middle school, elementary school level, like things are just now starting to kick off for the most part in terms of basketball. So overall, in terms of scrimmages, jamborees, things like that, I've been able to consume a lot of basketball so far this year um, we actually got a scrimmage today this is our first scrimmage heading into our first game so uh, that'll give us an idea kind of what we need to work on for the rest of the week um but anyways as I'm sitting here consuming basketball I can't help but to notice like all of these schools every school has at least one extremely talented player. And you can tell that he or she, you know, fundamentally sound, ball handling, shooting abilities, whether that's natural or they've got trainers and things like that. You can kind of see a mixture of both. Like some kids are just naturally talented. But once you put them in an organized setting, that's when some of the, you know, other things start to show in terms of just being able to see the defense, maneuver around it, know what to do. And I feel like that's when you start being able to determine the kids that are experienced, they've been playing ball a lot, or they have someone that's, you know, constantly teaching and helping them study the game so that when they see a double team coming, they know to retreat, get rid of the ball. Guess what? Nine times out of ten, when you get rid of the ball, keep moving, the ball will find you right back, go on and lay the ball up. So I'm sitting here and I'm watching these games, and it's like nothing is being taught. It's simply give the ball to this particular kid and let them go create magic. If we win, kudos, everybody's happy. If we lose, then it becomes, well, this particular kid doesn't have any help. And that's the part that I'm pushing the button on. I disagree. Because as someone that volunteers to coach, I feel like it's my duty. I'm obligated to teach these kids, and I'm supposed to help develop and bring each child that's on that roster up a notch may not can develop every last one of the kids because we got 15 kids on the team this year. It's hard to bring up 15 kids in an hour and a half, two hours. But in terms of instruction, teaching different type of defenses, how to recognize different things, how to get open, how to cut, 
how to box out, ways to, you know, tips and things to get inside and rebound and things like that. I speak out loud so all 15 kids can hear. And it's like, you don't see that. I don't see people coaching on the sidelines, and I get it. There's a lot of schools in this city. There's a lot of people that volunteer their time. So kudos to anybody and everybody that volunteers to help with these kids in any shape, form, or fashion. We're not basketball uh gurus or whatever you want to call it. I'm not considering myself to be one either. Otherwise I would be somewhere getting paid to coach, but I'm simply saying that if you're going to take the time to volunteer, to coach, then you should be pouring into these kids every minute of every game, no matter what's going on, whether you winning or losing your job as a coach, in my opinion, doesn't stop. You should constantly be correcting mistakes, teaching people to share the ball, teaching people to cut, teaching people to have active hands. And I'm saying to myself, as much basketball as I consume, I no longer see that. It's just simply give the ball to whoever the best kid on the team is, go set some screens for him or her, and everybody else get the hell out of the way. And to me, that's not basketball. And I'm sick of it. And I was going to do this the other night following uh, my daughter's game last night. But after I saw the Lakers getting drugged by 40-plus, I was just like, man, I ain't, I'm not in the mood to talk about, you know, basketball or whatnot. So I just kind of went to bed. But, you know, I wake up again today. And like I said, we're getting ready to prepare for, you know, our first scrimmage and things like that. Kind of nervous because I'm not sure what to expect because – We've been working with these kids for several weeks now, and I get it. They're elementary-level kids. You cannot expect them to retain the information and just go out there and just ball out like the 96 Bulls or somebody. But at the same time, it's like you just hope. You hope that you're making an impact, you're making a difference, so that when it is time to play, these kids are not nervous they know that they've put the work in and you live with the results. So I'm sitting on social media last night. That's why I'm, I'm doing this now because a video was on the shade room and I'm going to try to post it on here. Um, I'll pull it up later um, for those that are watching for watch for those that are watching. You'll be able to see the video. Um, if you listen to the audio, um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to add it to it. Then again, I might, I might be able to clip it in here, but anyways, um, it was a viral video of a mom that was like her son said that he wants to be like LeBron James when he grows up. And in this video, the mom is like, I'm just going to be real. I hope he means LeBron James, the, the dad or LeBron James, the husband, because he's on a team and he's on the bench. His dad coaches him and he's not even in, in the starting five. And his dad is a coach. And. I'm hoping that's just another case of somebody trying to go viral. Somebody saying things that just try to go viral because I'm like, I know how hard it is to be a parent that loves a particular sport and you dream and hope that your kids will get involved with that and share that same passion. But that ain't going to always be the case. And depending on how 
young this child may be, the child may not have, you know, grown into their athleticism, may not be able to uh, understand and adapt to the game later on in life. Then he can sit down with his dad and that's where he will have the edge on everybody else getting older because you have somebody that you can sit down and study the game with. But it's like everybody expects these kids at an elementary level to be able to just go out here and play like Curry, play like whoever. And I'm like, this is supposed to be the age where they're actually learning and developing and falling in love with the game. And I'm sitting here last night at my daughter's game. The the boys played before her. And the team that they were playing, uh, my daughter's school, they was up almost 30 points when I walked in. And the team that was losing had this one particular kid. He hit like three threes in a row. So then, you know, you could tell that his family or parents or whoever is over there on the sidelines. Give him the ball back. Give him the ball back. So now they're encouraging this kid to just gun. And I'm like, the coach is not saying anything. It basically turned into a a one-on-one show. And you're losing by 30. So I'm saying to myself, it's like, how does that help the rest of the team? If everybody just give the ball to this kid and everybody move out of the way, you're still going to lose. So how did the team get better? How is the team going to learn from the loss? Even if you are getting blown out, hey, man, let's let's work on some plays. Let's see if we can execute, do different things so that we can build on the next game. But instead it turned into everybody clear out, give this kid the ball, and let him put on a show even though all the three-pointers that he made did not make a difference at all, they still ended up losing by, like, 26 or something. And I'm just sitting there, and it's like, is this really where we're at with basketball right now? Everything is such individual, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just all focused on the individual. Clear up until the point to where even when you watch NBA games, one-point game, 14 seconds on the clock. Give the ball to LeBron and watch him dribble the ball for 14 seconds to either do a step-back three or kick late to somebody in the corner, and now they have to rush and force up a shot. And it's like, what happened to draw up a play? Hopefully the play, if executed properly, will lead to a wide-open shot that you hope can be made or it it leads to a wide-open layup. You do not see that anymore, and it has trickled down all the way to college, all the way to high school, middle school, and damn near elementary. And that's the part where it's like, this is where I come into play at, because I'm like, dude, like, you try your best not to rely on one individual talent. And I think that's going to be our biggest challenge this year because we had a lot of talent on our team And everybody assumed that it was just simply one player that made a difference for us. And I feel like this season is going to come down to coaching. And I'm up for the challenge. I'm ready to see what happens. And two years in a row we get to the championship game and we lose. I just want to get back there. I just want to get back there because that will let us know that guess what? We're doing everything that we can to pour into these kids. And as long as they buy in and execute, then it's our job to help get them over that hump. 
and vice versa. Hopefully they can get us over the hump too. But I'm saying it's like what happened to player development? Not only is it our job to teach them for this grade level, elementary, but we're also supposed to prepare them for middle school, learning how to dribble with your left hand, learning how to lay the ball up with your left hand, learning how to handle pressure. We try to simulate, you know, different double teams and having a dribble through defense and things like that so that when they get to middle school and teams can full court press, they don't fold under the pressure. But going back to the video of the the mom real quick before I get off here because I got sidetracked, sorry. Everybody in the comments is like, this kid must be trash if his dad is a coach and the, his dad don't even believe in him enough to start and that made me feel some type of way. I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to push the button again. I disagree. Just because you coach or you are in love with the game does not necessarily mean that your children will be too. I'm experiencing that myself. I said on here a couple episodes ago where my daughter was like, Dad, just let me figure it out on my own. She told me that. So last night I had to sit on my hands as much as I wanted to, Aubrey, go do this and do that. I just sat back as a spectator and just enjoyed the game. They ended up getting the win. There were some things that I wanted to so bad to be like, here, this is what you need to do next time or whatever. But for once, I can actually say I sat on my hands and I didn't do anything. I wasn't the loudest one in the gym this time. My son has a game tonight, and I'm going to try to do the same thing for him. But it's like, just because you coach, that doesn't equate to your child is supposed to be the best kid on the court. Because everybody doesn't share that same passion. Every kid doesn't get that understanding until eventually one day, hopefully, it will click. And when it does, then the child can sit down and ask all the questions that they could possibly ask, and then you guide them the rest of the way. But this assumption that, oh, you coach basketball, so – your kids should be starting. That's BS. And it's very unfortunate. And again, I hope that that was a viral uh, video trying to go viral or whatever. Because if that child hears that, like, what do you think that does to your kid? And that's something that I need to work on, too, because I'm always critiquing and criticizing. And it comes off as if I'm trying to tear them down. But in reality, I'm not. I'm trying to highlight where they can improve. And again, I need to take my own advice and realize that one day my nine-year-old son, it will click for him and he will understand what it is that I'm trying to show him. But guess what? At nine years old, I'm not outside trying to teach him how to Euro and throw behind the back passes and all that shit. Excuse my language. But when you go to these games, you see kids out here doing that. And those are the kids that get the biggest crowd reactions and things like that. And I'm like, kid's not even a team player like you're playing organized basketball you have a school uniform on and it turns into the me show then what's the point of the other kids on the team for if it's simply give this kid the ball and let them do the work all the time as a coach you have talent figure out ways to teach this kid how to use his or her talent to help everyone else get better because it's going to come a time where an actual coach is going to say, hey, you know what, that's all they have. 
So we're going to game plan to shut this kid down. And when we do, the rest of the kids are not going to know what to do because they've never been put in that situation. And that's exactly what they tried to do to us last year. And we kept trying to tell our most talented kids that that day was going to come. Learn to share the basketball so that when the time comes, everybody will know what to do. But again, they're elementary school kids, so sometimes you have to learn the hard way. And sure enough, we lost by two in overtime in the championship game. That's the only game we lost on the year, so that one was painful. We should have been hosting the trophy. But like I said, I feel like i done my job. I tried to prepare those kids the best way that I possibly knew how. I gave them everything in advance, scouting, all of that. I understand that some people are like, man, you taking it too serious at an elementary school level. And I'm like, I'm not. If I'm enthused and in love with the game, I'm going to watch the other teams play. I know their strengths and strengths and weaknesses. So when I practice for the week leading up to the game, that's what we're supposed to work on. We're not supposed to come in here for four out of five days and horse around and do the same things. And then when the game starts, our team has no idea what to do. We're just going to go out there and play on hopes and wishes, and maybe we'll come out on top. It has to be some form of strategy involved, and that's why I'm saying like, it goes back to player development. If you're not teaching these kids ways that they can improve passing, dribbling, shooting, setting screens, backdoor cuts, then what are we playing the game for? And that's the part that I'm very frustrated with because it's it's stripping the joy away from me. Like, I don't even enjoy sitting down watching these young kids anymore because it's simply become a talent show more than you going and watching kids learn and get better. And now that kids are being recruited and you going across the city stealing kids and bringing them over to your team. It's like, bro, like it's too much involved now instead of just going to sit back and watching kids. And I want to see the kids grow. And when they get older, boom, I saw this kid playing at elementary middle school. Now he or she's in high school dominating and you watch the child develop and grow over time. And you watch the hard work pay off in the end because now the kid is a star and they earned it. But like I said, coaches grab onto the most talented kid in the neighborhood. And it's like, here, go bring me an AAU championship. What does that do? Because the older the kid gets and when the other kids catch up talent wise, they ain't gonna know what to do. And then you see these kids pouting and stomping and this and that, like that's another issue and I'm gone. There was a kid last night, extremely talented, but they haven't realized how talented they can be. So it's just raw, untamed ability. So the coach is like, hey, I need you to do this. Calm down. This kid is rolling their eyes, talking back to the coach, clear up to the point to where the coach had to pull the kid out. And I'm saying to myself, it's like, maybe that's part of the issue too. How can I develop a kid 
when the kid won't listen. The kid thinks they know everything. So who do you put that on? Is it on the parents? Is it on society? Like what goes on? Because I know for a fact that when our coaches talk to us, you listened. You had the utmost respect for your coaches. If they gave us a play to run, you had to the end of the week to learn how to to run the play. Otherwise, go sit down if you don't know it. Where now these kids just go out there. It don't matter if they know the play or not. They're just going to go do what they want to do. And it's as if the coaches are just sitting over it. Like they have no control over their team. So is that part of the reason why player development suffers? Because there's too many obstacles going on? I don't know. That's what I'm going to leave y'all with. That's my thinking out loud piece, man. Like I said, dude, like the game of basketball is suffering, man. And when you watch it at the lowest level, which is elementary school, and you see that nothing is being taught. These kids are not being corrected. And then when you look at high school, you look at college, you look at the NBA, and you're just like, what is this? It has to start somewhere. So, man, y'all let me know, man. Let me know in the comment section. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. Uh, Tell a friend to tell a friend. Y'all know the routine, man. And we out. Toasted, no competition. Amnesia toasted. I feel so high. I feel so live. My body's in the twine. Amnesia toasted. I feel so live. And I know why that I can't deny. Amnesia toasted. Goody, fine wine. Fools, mock liquor. Wish me I'm high class.